Hi everybody, welcome to DAC Beechcroft's Lawcast. I'm Beth Brown, a pensions partner in DAC Beechcroft's National Employment, Pensions and Immigration Group. As April is fast approaching, I thought it would be a really good time to talk about the draft regulations which make changes to the notifications that employers of defined benefit pension schemes need to make, which, although they're still in draft form, are expected to come into force during April. To set the scene, I'll just briefly talk about the Pension Scheme Act 2021. The Act sets out requirements for an employer or a person connected or associated with the employer to notify the pensions regulator of certain prescribed events of any material change in or the expected effects of the relevant event and if the relevant event is not going to take place or does not actually take place. Such a notification must be accompanied by a statement which must be given to the trustees as well as the pensions regulator. This statement has to include certain information about the event. The Act is supported by regulations, including the topic of today's episode, the Pensions Regulator Notifiable Events Amendment Regulations 2021. Just rolls off the tongue. They, as I said, they are expected to come into force in April. The regulations set out the events which will require an employer of a defined benefit pension scheme to give a notice and accompanying statement, referred to as a declaration of intent, to the pensions regulator and scheme trustees, and will make changes to the list of employer notifiable events. It is worth making the point at the outset that under the new law, there will be two separate regimes, being the updated notifiable events regime and the new declaration of intent regime. So it's possible that you could have a single event which would give rise to obligations under both regimes, meaning that obligations under both regimes would need to be complied with, even if in practice there is actually some overlap. I'll now talk about the detail of the regulations. I will start with the updated notifiable events regime, but before talking about the changes being made, I think it would be helpful just to give a brief refresher on the current requirements. As you'll be aware, employers and trustees are already each required to report certain specified events in relation to their defined benefit occupational pension schemes to the pensions regulator. These events are known as notifiable events. Some events always need to be notified by employers. So, for example, a decision by the employer to cease to carry out business in the UK, while some events only need to be notified by employers in certain circumstances. For example, a breach of a banking covenant if the scheme is underfunded on a pension protection fund basis and the trustees have made a report of a materially significant failure by the employer to make payments in accordance with the schedule contributions within the last 12 months. The regulations will make changes to the events which must be notified by employers. The first change to note is that the regulations will remove wrongful trading from the list of employer notifiable events. The reason for this is simply to reflect reality, because if a director is guilty of wrongful trading, they are unlikely to admit this to the pensions regulator. 
The regulations also amend the existing notifiable event relating to the employer change of control. Under the new regime, notification will need to take place when a decision in principle is made. This means that notification is required when a decision to go ahead with an event is made, not at the point that negotiations or agreements in respect of that event are entered into. The third change that the regulations will make is to introduce two new employer notifiable events. These new employer notifiable events are a decision in principle by the employer to A, sell a material proportion of its business or assets and B, grant or extend a security over its assets where the grant or extension would result in the secured creditor being ranked above the scheme in the order of priority for debt recovery. I will now move on to the declaration of intent regime. As I mentioned at the start, this is different to the notifiable events regime. The regulations set out certain events which will require a notice and an accompanying statement to be given both to the pensions regulator and to trustees of defined benefit schemes. These events are one, the intended sale by the employer of a material proportion of its business or assets, provided that the main terms of the sale have been proposed. Two, the intended granting or extending of a relevant security by the employer over its assets, which would result in the secured creditor being ranked above the scheme in the order of priority, again, provided that the main terms have been proposed. And three, where the employer is a company, the intended relinquishing of control by controlling company of the employer, provided that the main terms have been proposed, or if the controlling company relinquishes such control without a decision to do so having been taken, it's the actual relinquishing of control. The accompanying statement in relation to these events has to include certain information, this being a description of the relevant event, including where relevant the main terms proposed, any adverse effects of the event on the scheme itself and the employer's ability to meet its legal obligations to support the scheme, any steps taken to mitigate those adverse events and any communication with the trustees of the scheme about the event. As I mentioned, the draft regulations are expected to come into force during April. The proposed changes are intended to ensure that the pensions regulator and trustees of a defined benefit scheme are more involved in any corporate activity and indeed involved at an earlier stage. The key takeaway from employers sponsoring a defined benefit pension scheme is to ensure that they give any relevant pension scheme necessary consideration, both at the very start of any transaction plan and also on an ongoing basis. Thank you for listening. Please note that this episode provides an overview of the law in this area only and you should always seek specific legal advice for your particular circumstances.